Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hi. Oh my goodness, my throat, my voice. (laughs) We were just screaming. We both sound kind of horsey a little bit. Yeah. Um, Um, Well, it was a crazy game. I know. I was just going to say, first of all, hello. Hello. Hi, high five, as yes. always. Um, but so happy to be back in the studio once again. We are so lucky we get to do this podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh. Um, so grateful for the Titans believing in us. Just had to give a shout out to them right away. Yeah, shout out to the Titans. But yeah, we still recovering from all of the amazing, amazing action at Nissan Stadium on Monday Night Football. Tell your listener all about it. Yeah, so it was... It was rocking in Nissan Stadium. It, oh, yeah. um, it was what Blaine Bishop, um, Blaine Bishop on 1045 called it Nash Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, it was a crazy game, and the Titans ba- uh, barely got the win, but it was still still a win nonetheless. A win is a win. Yes. And according to Derrick Henry, he has said it before, and I think it actually came from Jeffrey Simmons. It wasn't pretty, but it was beautiful. Yeah. It was definitely a pretty big win over what I think is one of the NFL's best teams. Maybe the best NFL team, but maybe we we might take that spot. I, I agree. And you're not alone in that. I've heard a lot of analysts leading up into the game saying that Buffalo, well, they had the number one scoring defense and the number, number, I mean, number one scoring offense and number one defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people agree with you there, Kaysen. But um, to say it was a pretty good game, I think, is a very big understatement. It was epic. Yeah, epic. It was. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Um, I was so nervous at that final part. But oh, yeah. it was a huge must win for the Titans. Just how well the defense did and the offense got in the rhythm and no sacks. No sacks. For no Ryan Tannehill. I know. It was so good. Josh Allen was sacked twice uh, for um, for the Titans' defense. Yep. And our O-line, I think they must have heard you in your previous episode last week when you said, no line, no shine. Yeah. Because they really brought it, in my yeah. opinion. Um, they, they fought hard. The boys fought hard. Um, yeah. they, they just kept pounding and pounding on a really tough Bills front line. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that just shows a lot of improvement in the front line. Oh my gosh. And, uh, that, I'm just really excited to see that. And especially with a big game against Kansas city, whose defense is like pretty physical, but yeah, it was just a major improvement for the offensive line. And I'm very excited to see, uh, what's, it's going to keep getting better going forward. Yeah. And again, this is all your opinion, my opinion, and we don't play, and yeah. we don't know what it's like to be an NFL player. However, we have a soundbite from someone who does know what it's like to be out on that field, and that was actually out on that field on Monday Night Football. Yeah. We got a chance to see him at an event that the 3HL radio show from 104.5 The Zone at a local restaurant here in uh, the Nashville area, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. One of your favorite places yes, to yummy. eat. Shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings. Shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> your, um, your Dorito Spicy Sweet Chili Sauce is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, they had a very special guest 
and we got a chance to speak with him. I would say he's our special guest. Well, yeah, he kind of is, because even though it's a little soundbite, he's on the show. It was Roger Saffold III, offensive guard for the Tennessee Titans, and that it was just so awesome to meet him. It was amazing. You know, um, we actually were recording this the day after the game, so everything happened last night. That's why our voices are still just bleh. Yeah. Um, so sorry, listener. Hang in with us, though. We promise this is a good episode. But yeah, I we got a chance to talk to him, and and we I said, you know, how are you even standing? And of course, these guys are conditioned to do this, and what they spend their week doing is rest and recovery to re- ready themselves for the next battle. And, uh, and he said he was exhausted. Tough. Truly, he was exhausted. He, you got a chance to ask him a question. So yeah. let's hear it. So, what was your favorite moment from the game yesterday? Uh, yesterday. I think, I think my favorite part was um, the final touchdown. The final touchdown to get us the lead over the Bills because I was super excited uh, to put us in that position. Um, it was one of those drives where, um, you know, you couldn't fail. So the fact that we were able to pull it together, fight through some adversary, and get in the end zone was huge for us. That Tell is huge. So uh, my guest is Roger Saffold. He plays for the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> offensive guard, and I'm I'm just so happy to be with you, Roger. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for Absolutely. taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you. And tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs> tighten up. So shout out to our new friend of the pod. That's what I'm going to call him, um, Roger Saffold the third, offensive guard for the Tennessee Titans. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, uh, Roger. We had an amazing time talking with you. Yeah, even though it was for a few minutes, it was yeah. just spectacular. But still, it's amazing. Yeah. It's an NFL player. I know. Another one. Yeah. He's our second player. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so let's just move this right along, listener. We're Like we said, we've got a lot to cover. Kaysen, what was your favorite play of the game? Roger just talked about his favorite moment. So what about you? Uh, where do I begin? Well, hmm. we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I like the Tannehill run. That was pretty good. That was uh, definitely a major uh, spark that just kind of helped keep the game alive. And another pl- play I liked was the fourth and one goal line stop, which we will get to in a moment. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely a huge play. It deci- it sealed the game up for the Titans and just drove those dro- drove the Bill fans out of there. What was some of the fans around us chanting? Go home, Buffalo. Yeah, go bo- <laughs> Buffalo. Go home, Buffalo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, I will not ever get tired of saying this, but again this week, um, and I hope that we get to talk about it every week, honestly, but how, like you just said, we had that huge goal line stance to stop another quarterback, and this time it was one of the best in the league. It was... Josh Allen. And according to Jeffrey Simmons, he just wrapped his arms around him, which I think a quarterback, you better look out if Jeffrey Simmons is coming to give you a hug. Yeah. Because he he's going to stop you. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. And right before that goal line stance, there was a huge play from Amani Hooker. He's kind of took those feet right, under, right out from underneath Josh Allen. And that was where Buffalo was sure that they got the first down, correct? But Um, they were short. Yeah. Um, It was definitely big because it was Amani's first game back. Um, Yes. And 
we just wanted to see him get that spark back in the defense. And definitely this game helped get that spark back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even care that Buffalo scored 31 points on us. Nope. <laughs> our defense still did awesome. They won the game for us. Yeah, they did. And so then the Kevin Byard interception that was beautiful. It was. I was really, I was trying to manifest into the universe. Please let Kevin Byard get an interception and the next thing you know, there it is. I, um, I thought he was going to return it, but um, I He got pretty far. Yeah. I mean, it set Tannehill up to that play, but right before Tannehill got that touchdown is when our left tackle, Taylor Lewan got hurt. And it was a very scary. scary, scary moment. Yeah, he was not moving. Uh, he didn't mm-hmm. move for four minutes. Mm-hmm. And they, he he moved a little bit, and then they got him on the card, and all the fans started chanting, Taylor, Taylor. Taylor. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you were there or if you heard it on TV, but it no, was they actually, pretty loud. Yeah, your dad and I were just watching through the game, actually. We recorded it, and we were watching some earlier. And you could hear it on television, yeah. the, ch- the crowd chanting Taylor, and then the, the commentators made note of that on uh, NFL Network, but yeah. Yeah, um, and then he just gave a thumbs up to the crowd, oh, like, I'm yeah. going to be okay. You know, we could go on and on about all of the amazing plays, but I think, listener, really, to put it in perspective, you need to go listen to the OTP 4D with Mike Keith, Rhett Bryan, and Titans' Amy Wells. For sure, they have the best content, the best breakdown of this amazing game. You can find that on TennesseeTitans.com or wherever you find your podcast. Um, so this is from our friend, Mr. Jim Wyatt, a friend of the pod. In his article, six things that stood out from the Titans in the 34-31 to win over the Bills on TennesseeTitans.com. The last second stop. The game was on the line. The Bills facing a fourth and one at the Titans' three-yard line which, with just 22 seconds left were on the verge of finishing off a long drive for a touchdown and a win. The Titans and defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons had something else in mind, though. At the snap, the, the seemingly improbable uh, happened. Um, Bills quarterback Josh Allen got the ball, and he was stifled at the line by Titans defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons, who, well, table talked. <laughs> Um, Bills tackled Deion Dawkins and for no gain on a QB sneak. It was game over. We anticipated the sneak, Simmons said. That's the play I thought they were going to run, and they did. I just put my big arms around him, and he was short, and I knew he was short. I think we all knew he was short. Everyone wearing the two-tone blue, at least. I hoped. I remember looking over at your dad, and I said, did we just beat the Bills? And I know you were screaming. Trevin was screaming. It was... Awesome. I saw um I I saw like Josh Allen get uh, nailed. Honestly, I knew that it was going to be short because well I you could tell by it. the defensive uh, line their reaction. Yeah, you can always tell by a team's reaction. Sometimes not, but it's it, it, mostly yeah. And another point from Jim's article, of course, it's King Henry, and it's so great to say this again. But he had another day. He had a day last week, but he had another day this week. And he just keeps getting better and better. 
Why don't you share with us what Jim's article says there? Yeah. So Titans running back Derrick Henry is a machine, and he just keeps on running. Henry ran for 143 yards and three touchdowns last night, including a 76-yard burst in the first half that sent Nissan Stadium into a frenzy. It was so loud. It yeah. was so crazy. It was so awesome. It, I didn't. I couldn't believe how loud it was. Um, Henry also scored on a 13-yard touchdown run late. It was the fifth straight 100-yard game for Henry, who now has 783 yards and 10 touchdowns after just six games. What we're all witnessing is incredible, really, according to Jim. We continue to jump on Derek's back, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel said. He's willing and able to carry us. It's something that you know that you have in your back pocket, front pocket, and we pull it out and use it. Well, you know, if you're going to have a player in the pocket whether it be your front pocket, your back pocket, your side pocket, your cargo pants pocket, you know, your shirt pocket, whatever, Derrick Henry is the player to have there. Yeah. Now it's time for some Titans trivia. Let's do it. Yeah. So according to NFL research on Twitter, through week six, Derrick Henry has three games with 125-plus rushing yards and three-plus rush touchdowns in 2021. That is already tied for the most such games in a single season in the Super Bowl era. A feat most recently accomplished by Sean Alexander of the Seattle Seahawks in his 2005 MVP season. Again, nobody in the current, gosh, even in the uh, 2010s and up, nobody is even in the same league as Derrick Henry. 2020s, nobody. Yeah, no, nobody will, and nobody will ever be. Uh, well, he said records are made to be broken, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah. But either way, we've got him. Derrick Henry reached a top speed of 21.80 miles per hour. That is the fastest speed reached by a ball carrier this season and the fastest run of Derrick Henry's career. I think I'm really fast when I'm running like six and a half miles an hour or seven. <laughs> I think Can you imagine trying to run 21.8? No. While you're wearing football pads and carrying a football and you've got people, grown men, grabbing at you and you're pushing them down like they're little dolls. It's crazy how just amazing Derrick Henry is. Yeah. And adding to all of that awesomeness, Derrick Henry has been named the NFL Offensive Player of the Week. We absolutely love to see that. So we could go on and on about Derrick Henry, but we have more to share. So let's hear that NFL football fast fact, please. So three of the seven officials from the Buffalo game have fathers that were also officials. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Referee Cleet Blakeman's dad was a referee in Nebraska and helped Cleet get into the business. And he's actually a personal injury attorney by day. He also played college football for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, I learned something new today that referees actually have other jobs. I don't think I ever thought about it. So that's pretty interesting. It is cool. Well, coming up right now is always the favorite of you. And of me. It's Mr. Jim Wyatt's Bridges Report. Brought to you by... <laughs> You're already cringing. <laughs> Sorry. Brought to you by your mom. <laughs> Take it away, Jim. This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's Britches Report is... Light blue jerseys and navy britches. That uniform is going to look amazing. Oh, yeah. We do love anything light blue with the uniform, so it's going to be nice to see it back out there again. Um, It's going to look awesome uh, in the sun against Kansas City. It's going to look great on TV. It's just going to look 
it's going to look awesome, especially if we get a W. Oh, for sure. And we also have some awesome Titans Uni stats from our friend Titans Uni Tracker on Twitter and Instagram. And shout out to Rob Naylor. He is the man, the myth, the legend behind Titans Uni Tracker. And also, we did a previous episode with him um, back in 2020. So, listener, be sure to check that out if you haven't already heard it. It's a great conversation. But he gave us some statistics. So, since the uniform, the Titans uniform redesign in 2018, the Titans are three in one in this combination. And the Titans are 1-0 in this combination this season with the division win over Indy in Week 3. This is the same uniform combination, also two, that the Titans wore in their 35-32 win over the Chiefs at home in 2019. And that game was amazing. So we're here for it, and uh, we're ready to see that two-tone blue on the field. And now it's time for my favorite segment. It's the 7th graders forecast with Kaysen's Keys to the Game. (laughs) Thank you, Mom. So we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that has had so much success in the past. Mm -hmm. Not this year. Not really. I know. Yeah, they've been struggling. Patrick Mahomes has not looked like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, This offense, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill... I mean, they're not they're not looking like themselves. I don't know why, but we'll take it if we get a dub. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kansas City's, they're 3-3 three and three with wins over the Washington football team, the Browns, and the Eagles, with their three losses being to the Bills, the Chargers, and the Ravens. Oh, I did not realize that the Bills beat the Chiefs. Yeah. And we just beat they the They beat Bills. them by 18. Wow. So there's a chance. Yeah, there is a big chance. So two weeks ago, I was a little scared of these next few games facing Buffalo and Kansas City, mm-hmm. two powerhouse teams. But after seeing Kansas City, I think there's at least a chance, and especially since we beat Buffalo, yeah, I think that there is a chance. So what do we need to do? What do the, the Titans need to do? What's your keys to the game? So my first key is pressure. And why I say that is because... Patrick Mahomes has actually been a lot easier to take down than he has been in the past few years. And based on what we saw from this Titans uh, front line, they can go go get the quarterback. So I want to see that, against, especially against a Kansas City O-line that's been struggling this season. So I, would, I think pressure is something good. It'll make Mahomes make bad decisions of where to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's... Pressure is just a huge key to um, the Titans uh, locking up Mahomes. Makes me think of that song by Queen, Under Pressure. But yeah, that listener, look that up if you're not familiar. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so my second key is King. Mm-hmm. Feed the King. Derrick Henry has just been on fire. I can't believe he already has like 700 yards. Well, according to our friend Rhett Bryan of Titans Radio, Derek only needs 217 yards on Sunday to reach 1,000 yards in seven games. He would be the fourth player in NFL history on that list. The Hall of Famers um, that have done it before are um, Jim Brown in 1958, 
O.J. Simpson, he did it twice in 1973 and 1975. And Terrell Davis in 1998, they all reached the 1,000-yard mark after seven games. And DeMarco Murray did it with Dallas in the 2014, in 2014 in eight games. So shout out again to Rhett Bryan from Titans Radio for that amazing statistic about the king. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Mind-boggling. Yeah. We're big Derrick Henry fans. Of yes. Here. So what's your last key? My last key is energy. Based on what we saw from Nissan Stadium Monday, they can do that any game. Like the fans, they can be loud. They can be screaming. They can be making some noise. I don't even know how many times Buffalo had to do the silent count. They had to do it so many times. Uh, and that just shows how loud this crowd can be. There's going to be a lot of Kansas City fans here. Oh, yeah. And they're loud. Oh, yeah. Arrowhead is one of, has been measured uh, on, from decibels to be one of the loudest stadiums in the world. Hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So we just need Nissan Stadium to be uh, the Arrowhead of the South. I like that. Yeah. So if you're going to the game, just make some noise and support our team. Absolutely. And also, if you're headed to Sunday's game against the Chiefs, there is a charity drive through Titans Community, and they are collecting baby items for the nonprofit group Mother to Mother. They are in critical need of diapers and wipes. If you don't live in the Nashville area or are unable to go to the game on Sunday, you can always visit their website, mothertomother.org, and we will also have a link in our show notes, and it will give you more information on the amazing work that they're doing for the children here in the Nashville area. This week's listener shout-out goes to the Ziegler family from Marlton, New Jersey. Dad Dave, Mom Jacqueline, Ben, Olivia, Sammy, and Abby. It is so awesome that the whole family tunes in, right? Oh, yeah. I know. That's amazing. That's really cool. So we just wanted to say thank you to you all for tuning in and supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Tighten up to the Ziegler family. And so, listener, be sure to find us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Send us a DM where you're listening from, and we might just mention you in a future episode. Well, before we go, there's just a couple of more things that we want to share here. Um, The first one is that a very dear friend of the show, Miss Stephanie Perkins, has been selected as the Tennessee Titans Fan of the Year. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She listens to the show, and she was our listener of the week a cup of couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And yeah, this is a really, really, really big deal. Not only is Stephanie selected to be uh, representing the Titans fan base at the Super Bowl. Wow. uh, I know, in February. um, But she is going to be honored at the last game, last home game of the season. What game would that be? That would be against the Dolphins. Against the Miami Dolphins, and she is going to be the twelfth Titan. She gets to put that sword right into the middle of the field. So awesome! It is going to be uh, unbelievably exciting. So, congratulations again to Stephanie, and we're just so happy for you. Truly, tighten up, tighten up. Yes, and also the Kansas City Chiefs game is actually 
a game that the Titans have chosen to dedicate to a very special group of people. And they actually have given this game a title, which is really cool. And it's called Playmakers, Women of the Titans. That's cool. It is cool. There's a lot of really cool things that the Titans are doing for this game. But just to give you a little bit of a preview... The honorary 12th Titan for this game is Shawn Johnson East. She is the 2008 Olympic balance beam gold medalist and team all-around and floor exercise silver medalist, which is so cool because I remember watching her perform during that year's Olympics. The Titans are also continuing to celebrate women during that game with the national anthem and the halftime performance by Danielle Bradbury. There's also one other thing I wanted to share that I'm low-key trying to keep calm about. You are sitting next to the person that is actually going to be introducing the offensive players onto the field. Let's go. Let's go. What do you think about that? That is so cool. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I am, yeah, this goes back to when I actually auditioned to be the Titans PA announcer. And I was so lucky to have gotten as far as I did. I made it to the top 21. There was only two women that were in the top 21, which I'm honored to be one of them. So when the Titans invited me to be a part of this special weekend and to kind of share PA announcing duties along with the extremely talented Matt Rogers, who is now the Tennessee Titans PA announcer. I, of course, said yes and yes, please, and yes and thank you, and I can't even believe it. So All the yeses. All of the yeses, and I get to introduce the king. Yes. Derrick Henry. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, if you're at Nissan Stadium, surprise, I you'll be hearing me for just, uh, you know, Doing some player introductions. No big deal. Right? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> High five to that. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. Thanks, honey. I had a feeling that you would be excited about that. Anyway. Titans fans, if this game is crucial. Please show up Sunday to support our Titans. They need it. They need you. Be loud. Let's wear that blue. And let's go Titans. Tighten up, dude. Yes. Wear that two-tone blue. The team, every player that we saw being interviewed this week, they were all saying how the crowd energy just fed them. So, and they were connected with the fans. And let's keep that momentum going, right? Yeah. We need it. We need to be the AFC champs. In my opinion, it might be a little early in the season, but let's go, right? Yeah, let's go. High five to that. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. Please share with your friends, family, whoever, and definitely a Titans fan. Just thank you so much for listening. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough and beat the Chiefs.